Hey, Ryan. Go where? I don't know. We're going somewhere. Oh, okay. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing good. <coughs> uh, quarantine life continues to be just awesome, right? <laughs> yes, it does. Hey, we're on a three-day weekend, though, because it was Good Friday, so... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm not, because, you know, we don't get three-day weekends. Um, that's okay. Um, <clears throat> what is it? it it's uh, one month ago was my birthday. I think that's the last time we saw each other. Yeah, that's before the last time I've really done anything. Yeah, before everything hit the fan. Um, so that was a month ago, and uh, the good news is it's allowed us now to do three of these in a row, which is almost unheard of for us. Yeah, because we don't have soccer or cross-country or track or volleyball or anything like that right now. No, nothing else is going on. Um, your, you and your daughter did an episode here uh, that's been uploaded as well. Uh, that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that was a lot that. of fun. That was kind of nice. That was fun. The Tom Hanks stuff. And since then, we've watched Castaway, but I haven't gotten her to actually sit down and talk to me about Castaway. So. Ah, I got gotcha. you. So, uh, interestingly, on Facebook, you know, we talk about movies a little bit. Today, I posted, um, you know, what's what's a movie that everybody seems to like and you can't stand? Uh, you and I have both commented on that. I said Kill mm -hmm. Bill. Uh, you said 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, yeah. I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. There's some other interesting ones. Uh, Dan Dirty Dancing. Uh, somebody said anything with Will Ferrell they don't like. Um, the Hangover. I'm, I'm saying you're wrong. Well, there's there's some Will Ferrell I'm not a fan of, but there's some I am. So I can kind of go halfway in between there. Um, the Matrix, Mamma Mia, Elf, uh, Austin Powers, Anchorman. That's wrong. Your, your wife said Anchorman, by the way. I know. That's that's the reason I I've known that for years. It's it's we don't talk about that. Okay, that's just a an unspoken rule. Um, I can get yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of things like that, what we're gonna talk about today is we're gonna we're gonna kind of go with TV a little bit again, and we're gonna talk about TV shows that had a bad season somewhere, and then were good again. So they started off good. Had a bad season and came back good. Um, yeah, they they figured out what they did wrong, and right? Came back and had more good seasons, right? So examples of things we won't talk about, like the next generation of Star Trek, the first season wasn't great. That doesn't count because it it got better after that. They figured it out after that. You know, the first season of of numerous shows, um, it's just not going to count because it was the first season, right? So, I give them. I they weren't great before exactly. that. They're they're still figuring out. Yeah, they're figuring out what worked and what didn't, and everything like that. So, right. if a show wasn't the best and then got better, that's one thing. And then there's a lot of shows like How I Met Your Mother that just got progressively worse. We're not going to talk about. So we're talking about stuff that yeah went well, not so good. But then they're like, okay, let's not talk about that season anymore and become good again. Yeah. So. Um, You've got a show, I've got a show, uh, and then we'll just kind of generally chat about some other stuff about those kind of things too. So uh, I'm going to allow you to go first because yours seems to come up number one on every list I found. 
Yes. Um, one of my favorite shows, I've watched it through three times, is Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. It is just wonderfully acted, wonderfully written, wonderfully directed, everything like that. But it has the weirdest second season of any show ever. Because mm-hmm. the first season, it started off right out the gate, really great, could make you cry, could make you cheer, everything like that. Second season, you can see that the people in charge of NBC were like, let's make it a little bit more because it's a teen show, but it doesn't usually have the trappings of a teen show. It's very grounded to life kind of stuff. So in the second season, it starts out with one of the most beloved like secondary characters killing a man for this girl because she was going to be sexually assaulted, and he kills her. He kills the um, guy that was trying to assault her. Okay. This is like the nicest guy. He's in like a Christian rock band. You know, he's the what, the, the guy who kills like him is so in, no the guy that became the murderer. His okay. name is Landry. Okay, and so he was it's like not the guy who the gets nicest killed. Character and like he didn't. Yeah, and he didn't mean to kill the person. And his dad was, I think, the sheriff or at least a cop. So instead okay. of them going saying, "Hey, this happened. I hit him, so he wouldn't hurt her." Mm-hmm. They take the body and dump it into a river. Okay. And so the show about um, small town life in Texas and football and the coach and everything was mired in about a half a season in a murder mystery plot cover up. Why? And I'm like, why is this still going on? And like, it just kept going in every episode is about this. That would have been, you know, you could have been like, okay, yeah, that was weird. It didn't work. We didn't need this in the middle of it because this isn't what the show's about. But they kept adding stuff too. So they had all these new characters come this year. Because again, the first season was not a big hit ratings wise. It was critically loved and the fans loved it like me, but it didn't do well. So they're like, let's do some more. So they had one character. Um, become a born again Christian. Oh, okay. And she starts doing a Meth. talk show. Oh, same thing. Um, we had another character that showed up out of nowhere. That um, actually the born again Christians' uh, strange dad like adopted because he was good at wrestling pigs. So they're like, he's going to be a good football player. <laughs> oh and boy! And this is in season two. Becomes a big part. Yeah, this is season two. Great. So yeah, like they find this because Buddy Garrity's like this um, big guy. He's like the one. He's like the football booster. He owns the car dealership, and he just sees this kid like wrestling pigs. It's like, oh, he's going to be good. So he just adopts this kid and he lives with them, and he becomes on the team. Uh, we also have a new character because the main character's um, daughter Julie. You know, she's like. Um, I think she's supposed to be a sophomore this year. She was dating the quarterback, another one of the main stars. They break up, and she starts dating the character. I don't remember his name. I think they just called him the Swede. He was a lifeguard, and he was a few years older. Mm-hmm. And she dates him, and she becomes the worst character on the show that you just want to smack her all the time. Right. Uh, there's a tornado in one episode. Well, I mean, it is Texas. That just, Yeah, that just shows up, and they, the tornado hits it. Um, there's, and after the tornado, all these, like this other school has to go and stay at the main school, like, um, East Dillon, no, West Dillon is that one. Yeah. East Dillon's later, but West Dillon, 
and they're having to share their facilities. And then, of course, they have to play this big game the end of the week. Mm. And the other coach is this jerk. And he gets on the field and tackles one of the students in the middle of the game. And, like, everything stops and everybody looks at him and they, they get him, take him off the field. And then, like, he is justified. Well, not justified, but they try to make him sympathetic after this by saying, my wife has cancer. They're like, oh, okay. You still tackled a like sixteen year old kid on the <laughs> side of the um, field, but good for you. I'm still not um, sure that's this legal. is also the season. Yeah, this is also the season where Peter Berg, who made the really good movie and was the producer on this, shows up in the last episode of the season in a cowboy hat and a really bad Texas draw, and he gets in fight with um, the coach because he's the ex boyfriend of his wife. Which this isn't how the coach acts at all. And the season ends with those two rolling around on the ground, punching each other. And then the writer strike happened. And that was the end of the season. And then they come back for season three. And 90% of season two is never, ever mentioned again. The guy that was wrestling pigs, they never talk about him again. The Swede is just gone. They never talk about the fight with Peter Berg. Uh, The tornado is just a thing that happened. They like just go back to season one and it's like season two didn't happen, didn't exist because I'm pretty sure nobody grew up a year either. Oh, also there's a paralyzed kid from the very first episode. He goes to Mexico to try to get shark blood in him to make him walk again. Oh shit. I thought it was weird before that. I mean, shark. Oh my God. That. That just takes the cake. I'm not quite sure. See, I mean, like the tornado and the murder and everything else, but the paralyzed kid going to get shark blood. Ugh. Oh, boy. It's not like it turns him into a shark or works or anything, but just, yeah. No, that would have been awesome, though. (laughs) Yeah, he's just part shark then. Shark boy. But, yeah, it was just like this whole thing. And um, his ex-girlfriend, his best friend, and them all go down. And they kind of tease that there's going to be a threesome and then it never happens. And again, none of this is mentioned the next year. See, that's, that's something interesting I, to me. I have a theory. Was it a dream? That the theory is the tornado comes and sweeps them all into like an alternate reality. Okay. And then at the end of the season, it sweeps them back. Okay. See, because everything I've read about... Now, I haven't seen Friday Night Lights. I just never really watched it. Um... But when I was reading for this episode of this, everything I read said that um, they would they started season three and basically started it like season two never happened. Yeah, like they never mention it. It's just kind of like eh, we're back again, and that's not going to be talked about. Like the murder apparently was never mentioned again. No, I think they have one line in the third season about it, and then is never mentioned again. The like <laughs> Latino kid that was like living with Buddy Garrity never mentioned. Um, Lila Garrity, Lila Garrity is not a born again Christian anymore. Her boyfriend that worked at the radio station with her never seen again. The Shark never seen again. She's back with the quarterback. Well, what about Shark Boy? Uh, I mean, he's still paralyzed, and they give him a really nice send-off because the show you know as the teenagers grow up instead of saying okay this is what they're doing in college they'll give them like four episode arc and like they tie up the show and then they go off on their own and 
Groom and okay. will cry as Matt, Smash and Jason and everybody like that leaves. Okay, I got you. It but sounds yeah, it's, it's the weirdest season. Yeah, it sounds like they took something that was working for a wide audience in season one and tried to teen bopper gimmick it for season two. How yeah, how it survived season two? I don't know. Hmm? How did it survive season two? I mean, were the ratings just really piss poor for two, or did it survive because they were like, "Hey, if we go back to one, will you let us stay?" Pretty much what happened was the show was doing terrible in season one, but it was the best critically acclaimed show, and the people that watched it loved it, so they knew they had this following. They're like, "Okay, we're going to keep those people, but we want to make it bigger." Okay, and that didn't happen after season two. The critics didn't like it. Everybody else was like, what the hell am I watching? So actually what happened was I think the writer strike saved it because then yeah. it went off the air for a long time and the producers had a long time. They actually went to DirecTV and for yeah. the last three seasons they were on DirecTV and then NBC. Hmm. So they actually were saved that way because DirecTV was looking for something to get people to do that. So thank you DirecTV because season three, four, and five are – wonderful wonderful gifts that i've watched like i've said at least two to three times each season well there you go but you know when they got on direct tv they could do what they wanted so they didn't need tornadoes cancer coaches and you know swedish lifeguards i mean let's let's stop there for a minute every show needs a swedish lifeguard no he wasn't even good looking oh okay well tell me he was at least blonde I don't think he was. I think he was like an imposter sweet. Dude. It, 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 it was And the funny thing is, like the rest of the show is great. Mm -hmm. That season is still very watchable because it still had good acting in it, but you're also watching of like, what the hell are they going to come up with next? <laughs> is it watchable now because you know it gets better afterwards, whereas the first time through you were like, Oh my god, this is painful. The first time through, I'm like, this isn't as good as the first season, but, you know, it's still got the characters I like. You know, I hated Julie in the season. I hated a few of the characters. But as you're watching, you're like, it's still there. Okay. But then, like, when you look at it a year later and see the sum of the parts, you're just like, that was insane. Because if you're watching it, like, week to week, you're like, oh, yeah, they had a tornado. Okay, yeah, there's the murder mystery still going on. But then as you see the whole season, it's like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, all within, I think they had like 14 episodes before the writer's strike. I'm like, that's insane. Good God. That, I can't even, like, I can't begin to describe how horrible that sounds. It must have been just it pure looked, terror. I wonder how the actors the felt about it. The example of it is, I, I don't know. Because they had needy things to do, I guess. I mean... Yeah. I guess they were getting paid, you know? Yeah. And like I said, the show rebounds really well in the last three seasons. are wonderful again. Okay. Well, that's fair. And also, when they went to direct TV, they didn't have to do 22 episodes. They just did 13. So they could just do, here's the season. You know, instead of... Yeah. All right. Fill it. Now we have to think of, like seven more episodes. Yeah, see, that was always one of my complaints about the way Netflix did shows for a while, where they said, you have 13 episodes, or whatever. 
And the show was like, well, I have enough content for nine. And like, no, you've got 13 episodes. Fill it. <laughs> you know, because almost so every show they would. Where the Punisher just does construction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Punisher, construction worker. That for, that's a good example, though. The Punisher just, he just built a building for a, an entire episode. You know? He did good putting that drywall in. He really did. Um, so, you know, it's always good when they when they can kind of take that that kind of um, qualifier off of, a, off of a series. So it doesn't have to be filler. It can just be straight plot all the way through. Mm. Um, and, you know, some of the people that were discovered on this show are still working today. Well, Michael V. Jordan wasn't discovered on it. He was on the wire as well, but, but that's kind of where he, he broke out. From. Even, yeah. And he is so good in it. And, you know, this is where Kyle Chandler, you know, got his career resurgence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought he would be a bigger deal, but the dude that plays Tim never made it anything. He was the guy that was in John Carter of Mars. Yeah. Oh boy. That was great. But and it's one of those things that, Still, when I see these actors show up in something else, I get excited. Like, oh, I like him. You know, he was the running back in season four and five of um, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I think we all get that with TV shows, right? I mean, like, you'll be sitting there, you'll be like, oh, hey, I like that guy. He was in this other show. And uh, sometimes, for me at least, when I see a character and I go, oh, that guy was, you know, XYZ in this one show and then he he acts something completely different in the new show I'm watching I'm like I don't like this guy anymore because it's not the same yeah, character go back to the way you were <laughs> you need to be a dick again uh, so my show um, is is not as mainstream uh, as Friday Night Lights mine okay. is is Stargate SG- Friday Night Lights that wasn't very mainstream what's that well, I said not as mainstream as Friday Night Lights because that wasn't mainstream. No, but a lot of people have seen Friday Night Lights. And I guess a lot of people have seen mine too. I just feel like it's more of a sideshow because it was on sci-fi for so long. Um, and it's it's Stargate SG-1. Uh-huh. Um, SG-1 picks up after the movie Stargate, which I still say is a great movie. I still love Stargate. Um, yeah, Kurt Russell's awesome in it. Oh, yeah. Um and so it picks up after that, um, and it stars MacGyver himself, um, which he's just so good as, and he, he, he plays the role that Kurt Russell had. So he is Jack O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Um, but they put together a pretty good little team. And the whole point is SG one is the gate team that goes through and this and that and the other. So they're exploring other worlds through the Stargate, and they realize that, it doesn't just go to this one planet. It goes to whole numbers of planets all over the place. And uh, the person they defeat in the movie, they realize is part of an entire race of people who are controlling. And it's actually all the gods, you know, Apophis and, and, you know, all the different gods of Egypt. So the team they put together is, is um, O'Neill um, and then a, a scientist by the name of Samantha Carter. Uh, they do go pick up Daniel Jackson again. Remember Daniel Jackson from the movie? He stayed on that planet because he found a wife. Yeah, James Spader, right? Yeah, it was Spader in the in the movie. Yeah, it's played by Michael Shanks in the yeah. TV show. Um, 
And so the three of them, and a few others, because, you know, you got to have a few other people who are going to have to die, go through the Stargate, and um, they find Daniel Jackson, and they get him, they bring him back. His wife gets kidnapped. Anyway, the, the long story short is they put the team together, and they, they add a member of the bad guy, quote-unquote, faction, to their, to their group as well. His name is Teal'c. Um, and the show goes really well. I mean, the chemistry is really good for about uh, four seasons. Um, at which point, they go into season five, and the actor who plays Daniel, ja yeah, who plays Daniel Jackson, uh, Michael Shanks, uh, throws a hissy fit that his character is completely underutilized. And so he leaves. Um, they do, like, kind of kill him off. Um, so they kill off Daniel Jackson uh, and bring in this other guy who's kind of been in the show every once in a while, played by Corin Nemec, of all people. Uh, and his name is Jonas Quinn. Uh, and Jonas Quinn tries admirably to take the role of of uh, Michael Shanks's Daniel Jackson, and just fails. I mean, it's, the season just... You just kind of look at it and you're like, the writing is still good, the acting is still good, but what I loved about SG-1 was the, the cohesiveness of the cast, right? The way they work together. And you, uh, you take one out and put a new one in, and it's just not the same. For an entire season and a few episodes into the next... So it's five and like the first few episodes of six are just, they're, in my opinion, they're kind of brutal to watch. Um, mm -hmm. Eventually they do bring Michael Shanks back. Uh, he had ascended. He didn't die. He ascended, it turns out. Uh, and he comes back. But that season is, you know, they, they try, they try the best they can to bring this guy in, but it's like even the actors themselves have said it, it was difficult to bring somebody else in because they'd been together for five seasons or for four and a half seasons, you know? They'd known each other. They 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 knew each other. They hung out together outside the show. And then here comes this new guy in, and he, you can tell that the, the chemistry off camera isn't there on camera, you know? Um Mm -hmm. it was it was just it was rough I mean like I said he did a good job he's a, he's a nice guy he, he he seemed like he did an okay job as an actor but in terms of the story it just didn't work you know you and I have talked about how Doctor Who is is about Doctor Who right um mm. and then that season with um oh what's her name um Clara. Clara, yeah. Where it really turns into the Clara show. It kind of took Doctor Who off the off the off the path a little bit, right? It's similar with this. Yeah. It kind of takes SG1 off the path. They do write the ship later and it becomes a better show again, and that's good. But that season was to this day, I mean, I've watched SG1 through numerous times. And that season I always get to five and I'm like, oh, here we go. Gotta get through this one. Mm-hmm. And I do because, you know, I still love SG-1, but if I could have it without season five, I'd be okay with that. 
could you just skip season five or is there like a lot of important stuff that happens? No, it's important stuff that happens. Like SG1 is episodic to a, to an extent, but it definitely has an over overarching plot. Um, so if you miss a season, you're going to miss quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, you know, like next generation that's almost, almost completely episodic. Um, you have to watch each season to really pick up on the whole show's arc. Yeah, exactly. So now when the one guy came back, did he come back and beg to them or did the show beg him? I, I don't know exactly. Um, I know that he came back um, when Dan, or when Mike Michael Shanks came back and he's like, you know, um, I'll go ahead and re-sign the contract. There was a bunch of contract negotiations that went on, and I don't know that it's ever been fully made public exactly who approached who first. Mm-hmm. My personal guess is it's kind of like Michael Shanks probably came back and said, oh, this show is continuing without me. I thought I was integral to the show. I want back in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know it, if it's ever And the out. whole, I like that paycheck every week. Yeah, the paycheck thing's kind of nice. Um, so, and his, Daniel Jackson's character was always a good character in the show. And so, uh, to lose him like that was, was problematic to me. But at the same time, you know... Um, it was, it was good to see him come back. Like they did a really nice job bringing him back. Um, as a matter of fact, when 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 um, Michael Shanks' character came back, uh, Daniel Jackson and Jonas Quinn actually worked together for a few episodes, and it was actually a pretty good partnership with the two of them together. Um, but then they, of course, couldn't mm-hmm. keep everybody, so out goes Jonas Quinn. Yeah, it you know it kind of reminds me of what happened with Community, mm-hmm. a wonderful um, Love sitcom. That show. Love that. Show. And the guy that created it, Dan Harmon, it was his voice, mm-hmm. and so he was very hard to work with. Yes, um, you know he he will not say no to this. He you know will say, oh yeah, I was an asshole. I was hard to work with. So NBC's like, he's not worth keeping. The show isn't that big. So they get rid of him after season three and they bring in these two guys and the ideas were there. Like they had quirky little episodes, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. I mean, mean, that season was painful to watch. Yeah. I won't deny that either. We could have easily tossed community season three into this. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're right. Dan Harmon had some good episodes. It did, but it wasn't the same. No. I mean, but like season four, it just felt like someone was trying to do a remake of it. It was just bad. That's what I meant. Season and four. And so, like, three. NBC actually begged, you know, him to come back. It's like, please come back. And he came back, and they just called season four the gas leak year. And season five and six were, I mean, not as good as season one or two, but still really enjoyable. I watched every episode, right. I laughed a lot. Yeah, it's still a good show. I mean, if we want to talk about things like that, you look at a couple shows that I've talked about and, and like Scrubs. I mean, what was it? Season nine, I think it is. When pretty much everybody leaves. See, I don't consider that. Too... Yeah. 
that was a spinoff. They just called it Scrubs. It should have been called like Scrubs Doctor Junior or something. Yeah, it could have been like Scrubs University or whatever because they don't they're not even in the same hospital anymore. They go to some like teaching hospital. No, at like that point. none of the characters are there. Yeah, the only three there so are. I, I like I consider Scrubs ending before that. Yeah, well, in the same way that I consider the Office basically ended when Michael Scott left. Yeah, there were that, a few like, episodes. That's but... another one. I wasn't gonna talk about that one because it never got better. It never got better. You know, once he left, it just kind of was bad. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Like, there are shows we could talk about like that, like like The Office. I mean, The Office when Michael Scott leaves, lost. And then, don't get me wrong, I love the rest of those characters, Pam and Jim, Dwight. I love those characters. But Michael Scott's what held it all together. And the writers didn't know what to do without him. Right. Well, also I think because they had a now it, they had a brilliant actor in Carell. So he could take even a mediocre script exactly. and make it fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they tried to like do it with James Spader and he didn't belong on the show. Mm-hmm. Will Farrell was on there for a while, it didn't work. You know, it really wasn't they got a little bit better when they're just like, okay, we're just not having, you know, Michael Scott in it, and we're not going to try to replace him. We're just right. going to do the rest of the stuff. Right. It got a little better, but it never retained. But, it never came back to to greatness at all. No. Now a few other shows, and like all these shows that I'm talking about, hey, you have nothing to do. They're all on some sort of streaming. Watch them. You know, yeah. watch Friday Night Lights, Community, um, another show that. I still love, I'm one of the supporters of the last season and the finale was Lost, but Lost was really bad in season three. Yeah. I never got into Lost. I tried and I just couldn't oh, do God. it. Lost. That was one of the shows that I would read everything about it and I would have discussions on the internet and texting with all my friends. What does this mean? What does that mean? I would watch every episode. I yeah. loved it. So that's another show that you know, in the middle of season three, ABC, this was a huge hit. So ABC oh, yeah. wanted them to keep going. And the creators were like, we don't know what to do. We had this idea for like three or four seasons. So they are literally treading water. They put the main characters in a polar bear cage for six episodes. They have a backstory about how a character got a tattoo. And so finally, ABC was seeing that the ratings were going down. The critics weren't liking as much. Everybody just didn't like it. And they said, okay, we're going to give you – give us another three seasons and wrap everything up. So then they had the end game in mind, and then the rest of the show was really good. Right. Um, another one that had a weird season in between was Justified. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? I watched a few seasons of that. So it was really good. Um, like its best season was season two with Bat- Mags Bennett and everything like that, but – Every season was pretty watchable, except for, do you know who Michael Rappaport is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this very, very New York-centered guy comes in, and he plays uh, this, like, crime family called The Crows. And he's supposed to be, like, from the Florida Everglades. And it just didn't work. He was miscast in that role. Like, they just weren't that intimidating. It was just weird, and it was just this bad season. 
And it's just like, okay, maybe the show has been on too long. Maybe they should end it. And then they came back for their final season. And the final season was great. You know, they had the best, they had a good villain again. They had the dialogue back. The characters started making sense again. So it was another show that just had this weird season and then came back. Yeah. Uh, You and I disagree on um, uh, Parks and Rec. Like, I don't feel like Parks and Rec went on after the Unity concert, and you still liked Parks and Rec in those final, in that last little season. Um, but Yeah, I, I, I like the flash-forward stuff. Yeah, I just didn't feel like it worked as well. But again, it was mm-hmm. just a season, so I don't know if it really gave it a chance to come back or not. You know what I mean? At that point, I think most... I, I do believe, if I remember this correctly, the Unity concert was, was billed as the series finale. And then it was super highly yeah, rated. And they're like, let's do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same thing happened with uh, another show I truly love is Chuck. Uh, that was another one that was never that big of a ratings thing. But um, so they would keep doing it. Like, like the writers would be like, okay, I think this might be our season, this series finale. Mm-hmm. And they make this really good episode. And then they would like it happened that they got a thirteen episode um, buy, and then they could do the back nine, which means if those do well, they'll give it more. But they didn't know when they're writing it, so they wrote it at the midpoint of season four. They made a series finale, and then it got picked up for the back nine, and then the end of season four, mm. they made another series finale. It got picked up for a final thirteen episodes, and then they had a final se- series finale. And yeah. any of those three. I would have been happy with it being the series finale. Right. Now, taking it the opposite direction, Stargate had a spinoff called Stargate Atlantis. Um, they were going just fine. They wrote a, a season finale. They shot it. It was brilliant. It was a great cliffhanger. And the network goes, you're done now. And it just left it on a season finale as opposed to a series finale. It was horrible. To this day, I wish oh, yeah, they finished I, I, it. Yeah, I've seen some like that. Um, the Dead Zone on USA, they did that, 4400 on USA. Mm-hmm. I, I still remember we were in college, and my friend was so mad when they did that to what was it? Farscape. Oh, yeah. Farscape was a good show. Mm-hmm. He was um, coming over because we were going to go out. I think we had to work that night. And my really good friend, Vince, he like came over to my apartment. And he was so pissed. I'm like, what? He's like, I just saw the last episode. They blew up the ship, and he's not coming back. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. It's the only time I've seen him angry in the 20 years I've known him. Well, I mean, to put it this way, for Atlantis, they um, the whole premise is they find the lost city of Atlantis. It's in a, it's in another galaxy, and it's this ancient yet highly sophisticated alien race that's built this city. And it's been submerged under the ocean because it needed to be protected and this and that and the other. Well, eventually through all the seasons, something, a bunch of shit has to happen. And they are like, well, we have to get out of here. And they do. And they take the entire city of Atlantis and land it in the harbor, I think, outside San Francisco. And that's the end of that season. So it's like, mm. how are they going to do this, right? How, what's going to happen? And then that was the end of the show. Yeah. Because at um, that point... They, you I and think, I talk about this a lot, though. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, at that point, I don't think people knew 
what was going on with the Stargate program. Like, they didn't know about all these alien races. And now, all of a sudden, a giant alien city just landed outside San Francisco. Like, you know, I would have loved to have seen what happened from there. Mm -hmm. Now, did they ever do anything, like, in a comic or a novel or anything? I don't really know that. Um, I don't think so, because one of the stars of that show tried numerous times to buy the rights to Atlantis from MGM because he was like, here, I'll just finish it. I'll finish it myself. I'll, I'll hire the cast. I'll hire the crew. I'll finish it. Um, and MGM never sold him the rights because they kept saying, well, we're going to do a movie, which has obviously never materialized. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, you and I talk about a lot of times that like, if we were elected our platforms, you know, one of the things is, Every controller has to look the same, so if you go from one to the other, you still know where the buttons are and how they work. Yeah, all first-person um, shooters must have the same control buttons. <coughs> mm -hmm. <coughs> but, oh, um, you've got another COVID. One I think we should add. <laughs> yep, I do. <laughs> I think another one that we should add, though, is if a show has been on for three seasons, the place just can't end it. You have to give closure. Yeah, I would agree with that. If it has made it through three seasons... It must be the show must be given enough time to properly end the show. It's just one season. Yeah. You can you can but close any show in one season. Mm -hmm. But it must be given that. Yeah, so that's another thing that we're going to um, platform on. All shows must have closure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of shows having closure, are you going to watch the? Uh, where are they now, Tiger King, this weekend? Oh, God, yeah. It's Joel McHale's doing it. Like I said, I've loved Joel McHale since Talk he was soup. on The Soup. He's yep. the best one on The Soup, and then he did Community. Yeah. Him just in this world is going to be great. Oh, my God, yes. I can't wait for that. Um, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the show. I mean... You know, in, in the last episode, they had talked about, this isn't over yet. Well, that was like, what, a year and a half ago? Something like that? So, I'm I don't curious. even think that. I think it was like six months ago. Was it really? I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. I think it's tomorrow is when it comes out. Yeah, it shows up tomorrow. So, I'll be watching that tomorrow night. I think Netflix is going to have a very high viewership tomorrow night. Yes, I'm sure they will. So, did you see that... Um, Trump mentioned thinking about pardoning him. <laughs> I did, yes. And here's my, I don't think Donnie knows uh, who Tiger King is. I just think somebody said it in a press conference, like, oh, sure, whatever. <laughs> no, is there a more 2020 um, headline oh than God. Donald Trump during a coronavirus uh, press conference says he will pardon Tiger, Tiger King? King. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, there's nothing that screams 2020 more than that. I don't think nothing at all. Yeah. Um, if you would like go and tell a person in 2015 that president Donald Trump during a giant, you know, catastrophe that of a pandemic that we haven't seen in a hundred years is talking about, uh, pardoning a guy named Joe exotic, who is a, <laughs> Uh, gay time, tiger wrangler in jail for uh, murder for hire. You'd yeah, be like, what? I saw I saw a thing this morning. One of my one of my friends shared this this morning, and it said um, something to the effect of I'm trying to think. 
it said, um, you know, it was one of my one of my female friends shared it on Facebook, and it was, it's such it's so difficult to be a woman because I'm watching Joe Exotic, um, I am sitting here seeing these guys do animal abuse, their murder for hire, you know, all these horrible things these guys are doing. And I'm sitting here just going, God damn it. Fuck Carol Baskins. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's, it's just a craziness. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be watching that if for nothing else, because of, because of Joel McHale, but there's a lot more going to be than mm-hmm. just Joel McHale for that. Yeah, it should be interesting. But so another crazy thing that I wanted to mention is: Have you heard about the newest movie that Disney is getting ready to remake as live action? The Robin Hood. Yes. Yes, I'm so curious. I have. Yes, I don't know how this this ties back to something you and I have talked about numerous times. Realistic animation is not considered live action. <laughs> But I just want to know, so, like, there's going to be a CG fox with yeah. a bow and arrow running around this movie. Yes! That's what I think is going to happen. This is going to be terrifying. Oh, God, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> I. Uh, it needs to be Swiper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. A fox that's a thief. It's got to be Swiper. Yeah. But, like... I was just reading it. So, like, they said Disney's going to remake Robin Hood. So, I'm like, okay, they're not going to remake it with the animals. They'll just remake Robin Hood and have humans as, like, Robin Hood. Then it's like, nope, they're doing the CG Fox. And they're going to keep the, like, down-home, you know, um, country hootenanny music. You know know what movie I think Disney should remake as as live action? Song of the South. (laughs) (laughs) They're like... We're we're running out. We will remake Robin Hood, but Song of the South. I think Song of the South and Black Cauldron will never see remade. Oh God, probably not. Because um, Black Cauldron, they're like we almost lost our company because of this movie. Which is funny because it's not a horrible movie. I mean, they've made worse. No, it's not as bad as Robin Hood. No. Um. But, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, remake uh, um, Sword in the Stone. That'd be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. They got time now. But, yeah, they're, they're really, like, dredging that, like, C-level um, stories. Kind of like, you know, we're getting into it with Marvel and DC where we're getting to, like, C-level characters. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like introducing Squirrel Girls. yeah. Which I was kind of like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it'll be Although fine. she is awesome. Was that? Squirrel Girl's awesome? Yeah. Yeah, Squirrel Girl is awesome. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, but at the same time, you know, we go from Captain America. Did you see the thing yesterday? It was a... They took a look at Captain America's shirt uh, from, from the MCU. And they're like, the moment you realize mm-hmm. that Captain America is actually Captain Puerto Rico. And they hold a Puerto Rican flag next to it. I was like, holy shit, it is! Because it's just the star on the chest and the three red, you know, the red and white stripes. Mm-hmm. It's it's the Puerto Rican flag. And I was like, oh, crap. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I um, I think 
Disney and, and and lots of other franchises as well are getting to the point where it's just like, listen, let's just throw something at the wall just to put more content out. I don't know what it's going to be. I really hope yeah. Disney doesn't put their A team on this Robin Hood remake. You know, I mean, <laughs> their A team should be used for something a little bit better, maybe. Although to be fair, Pete's Dragon the original is awful, and like I went to see the remake. The remake's it was good because really they didn't. They didn't remake it. They just made their own story with the dragon. Yeah, it's really good. I liked it. Um, but here are the two things that Disney's going to do. And okay. pretty soon you were going to see a remake of Atlantis, the one with Rosie, Rose, uh, Roseanne Barr as a cow. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Brother Bear. And then we're going to run out of the sea level stuff. So then they're like, you love the live action Aladdin and Lion King. Now we're going to remake it as a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take all their live action remakes and remake them as cartoons. I yeah. like that. So now we the circle is complete. I like that. Yeah, that's very possible. Um, we will have uh, Lion King as a 2D animated, a CG live action, and then a 3D you know animated film. Wow. Disney is going to, uh, and they're still going to make money on it because people will be like, wow, did you see they're animating The Lion King now? Let's go watch that. Yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to look any different than the CGI version. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be, I don't know, the, the Robin Hood remake is... It is what it's going to be, right? It's going to be garbage. We know it. But I'm kind of looking forward to weird, creepy CG foxes running around singing country music. <laughs> it will be kind of fun to watch that part, at least. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's... Maybe we've been inside too long that we're starting to think that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We miss we miss new movies coming out at the theaters. At this point, I think I'd watch Cats at the theater just to get out of the house and go see a theater. But only if they put the butthole cut uh, yeah. cut out. Yeah, the butthole cut. <laughs> <laughs> now the bad thing with us though is uh, AMC. It looks like they're going to I know uh, declare bankruptcy. That leaves us. And with... my guess is they're going to get rid of the theaters that don't gross as much and that's going to be the ones in our town so we're going to have to be driving an hour to go see anything in the theater coming up well here's the problem though um goodrich quality theaters is declaring bankruptcy as well and that's the one in in champagne in savoy that i go to so it's like mm -hmm. oh shit where am i gonna have to drive to you know we have to go to bloomington oh, god um oh well i i think that somebody will pick it up you know I think they'll probably get rid of one of the two theaters here. Probably the yeah. one. I, I I would bet it'll be the one up north they get rid of. Yeah, the, there's one um, by our mall, and the mall's kind of dying, and the theater's old, and there's no room to expand. Yeah. Because they could expand the one on the other side of town. Yeah, they could put an IMAX in there and everything if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. There's hope for that, I guess. Um, 
So all vacation plans are on hold. I guess we're not going anywhere for a while. Um, I do actually yeah, get no. to go back to work next week on Monday, so that's something. I mean... I'm off until August. Yeah, you are, aren't you? You're kind of on summer break already. You still have to do work, though, don't you? Just, like, yes. send them something to do? Oh, yeah, I still... Try. Yeah, I try to talk to the students every day. I write them. Um, I'm giving them stuff to do, but it's not the same. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I think like with Bree, they have this thing where it's like she can only get positive points for turning stuff in, right? But, yeah, that's the way that all of Eleanor is. Right, right, right. So I'm just like, she's already got straight A's. What's my incentive to have her turn anything in? I'm, I'm going to make her do it because I want her to, to be ready for sixth grade, but... Where's the incentive for her to turn anything in, you know? Yeah, and that's like my students that half of them, I love them, you know, they're good students, they already had A's. They're turning it in, they're just helping their grade. The ones that just did what they had to, they're not going to do it, and I can't really blame them because no, yeah. what's the reason? Yeah, exactly. So um, we're not really talking movies anymore, so um, – We'll probably do another one of these next week because might as well. Yeah, we'll just have to come up with the other idea. Yeah, we'll have to come up with something else. Um, I have a few things we'll talk about, kind of figure out what we can do. Um, because, you know, there's all kinds of time for us to watch whatever we want to watch at this point. Yeah, but like I said, all the shows that I mentioned, you know, Justified, Lost, Community, Parks and Rec... Friday Night Lights. If you guys need a new binge and you haven't watched one of them, watch one of them. Yeah. Um, Stargate SG-1 is a good binge as well, as is Atlantis. Um, what is Stargate on? Like, where can they binge that? I think it's on Amazon Prime, I think. <coughs> oh, okay. I think. Uh, I don't know. I have them all. I have everything on DVD, so. Um, but I think it's on, I think it's on Amazon. Um... But it's worth a watch. All of these shows are worth a watch. All of these shows are worth a watch, honestly. I mean, from Friday Night Lights to Stargate to Chuck to to any of them are, are worth a watch. It's on. It's on where? Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu. Okay. Um, so definitely worth something there. Um, but as for now, um, I think we'll go ahead and end this episode and. We'll talk kind of off camera at some point this week about what we want to do for next week. So, all right, sounds good. Well, you all stay safe in your house. Good yes. luck and have a good week. Enjoy the quarantine. Be safe, guys. Talk to you later.